Hey guys, this is Marcus Tatum with the Convinced Christianity Podcast, and we're back with another podcast. And just to preface this this one, uh, I'm going to kind of try to keep this one pretty short. Um, this one's a very important one. We're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I've noticed that the longer the podcast, the less you guys listen. So <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this one pretty brief, um, but still give you some pretty good information um, that you guys can um, use for yourself um, and just having a confident faith. Um, and then also, uh, take to your friends, uh, take to people that don't believe, um, some skeptics that may have questions. Um, and you can, you know, use these, uh, these well-accepted and attested facts and, uh, you know, do some evangelism, you know, fulfill the great commission. That's the goal. So, uh, we'll get right into it then. So again, like I said, we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, last week, or maybe was that two weeks ago, maybe that we talked about, um, the historicity of Jesus and the fact that he did claim to be God. Uh, so we know this was a man that he actually walked this earth and that this man claimed to be God. Now, the main thing that was going to prove that he was God, other than the miracles that he did, the main thing was that he would, he, he had predicted his death and his resurrection. And so if he did not resurrect, then you know, our faith is uh, is in vain, is worthless, as Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, he says, if, uh, if Christ did not rise from the dead, our faith is worthless. Um, so what the resurrection does right off the bat is actually, it kind of debunks this idea, um, and it's generally generally accepted idea of um, and definition of faith that says that faith is a blind leap in the dark. Um, it's not. Uh, faith is uh, based on evidence. Um the Bible uh, supports that. Um, this idea of faith is not something that we're supposed to blindly just, oh, I'm just going to hope it's true. Um, and, you know, basically bank my eternity on that. Um, that's not enough for me. That should not be enough for most Christians or all Christians. It shouldn't be enough for any Christian. Um, the Bible, I believe, is pretty, uh, if, you, if you dig, you know, you realize the definition of faith is not uh, a blind faith. Um, the New Testament um, actually makes that pretty clear in my opinion. Um, so what are, we're going to start with the facts, like the 12 facts that are generally accepted by most historians, most scholars, and most skeptics, um, about Jesus and around the resurrection. Um, so I'll start there and then we'll get into some of the theories about whether, you know, uh, oh, some of the theories, uh, against the resurrection of Christ. Um, and we'll talk about why, um, they actually uh, fall apart um, according to these 12 facts that are, like I said, um, are accepted by most historians, scholars, and skeptics of all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different worldviews. Um, and these 12 facts are actually um, gathered and uh, well attested uh, from non-biblical sources. So this is without using the Bible. You know, imagine we never got a Bible. Imagine God never inspired uh, his, you know, revealed his word to us. Um, these 12 things we would have found, we, would have, we, we could know uh, without the Bible um, through, you know, uh, historians, uh, Jewish historians, you know, from the Talmud, Josephus, uh, Pliny the Younger. Um, these 12 uh, facts uh, we can find, again, from non-biblical sources. And so the 12 facts are these. Number one, Jesus died by crucifixion. All right. Number two, Jesus was buried. All right, number three, Jesus' Jesus's death caused the disciples to despair and lose hope, believing his life had ended. Number four, 
Jesus' tomb was found to be empty just a few days later. Number five, the disciples had experiences they actually believed to be literal appearances of the risen Jesus. Number six, the disciples were transformed from doubters afraid to identify with Jesus to bold proclaimers of his death and resurrection. Number seven, the message was central, this message was central to the preaching of the early church. Number eight, it was especially proclaimed in Jerusalem where Jesus died and was buried only a short time before. Number nine, as a result of the preaching, the church was born and grew. Number 10, Sunday became the primary day of worship, uh, especially powerful considering the early believers were all Jewish. Uh, they celebrated uh, the Sabbath on Saturday. <clears throat> and, you know, it would have taken something pretty big to uh, change that. Uh, number 11, James, formerly a skeptic, Jesus' brother, was converted to faith when he also saw what he believed to be the resurrected Jesus. And number 12, uh, a few years later, Paul, likewise, was converted by what he had believed uh, to be an appearance of the resurrected Jesus. All right, so these are the 12 non-biblical, um, or the 12 facts that we know from non-biblical non sources. Excuse me. Um, so knowing these things, we can uh, figure out if some of these theories even hold up. Uh, we're going to talk about these theories now. Uh, that these, these theories are theories that... Uh, are theories against the resurrection of Christ. And so one of the most popular theories is that is that the tomb, um, it's called the empty tomb theory. Okay, so there's two angles that people take when they're talking about the empty tomb theory. There's the unknown tomb that the body was just kind of thrown into a common pit um, and, you know, unknown to the disciples. Um, you know, the type of disciples wouldn't have known where to find them. And so they just claimed, you know, that the tomb was, was empty. Um, also, there's another one called the wrong tomb theory, um, and that you know the women that found the tomb were just confused, and that they went to the wrong tomb, <clears throat> and so the empty tomb that they were seeing wasn't wasn't actually the right tomb, like it wasn't the tomb that Jesus was buried in. Um, now, this actually misses from point you know the facts that we know, the twelve facts. It misses from fact number four all the way through fact number twelve. Um, okay, because. Uh, well, I'm not going to go back through the facts, but one of the biggest things I think to me that shows that the tomb was indeed empty and that the, the real tomb, the tomb of Jesus was empty is the earliest theory against the resurrection was made immediately after these disciples made the claim that Jesus had resurrected. And in Matthew 28, uh, these Jewish leaders actually claim that or they put a theory for it that says the disciples must have stolen the body. So what does that do? That actually implies that the tomb was indeed empty. Because if the Jewish leaders are really trying to say that Jesus is still dead, what would you do? You would go back to the tomb and you would show the disciples, look, here's his body. He's still dead. You know, you guys can stop, you know, hooting and hollering about, uh, you know, this risen Jesus. Um, but they didn't because they couldn't. The tomb was empty. And so they had to come up with another theory. And their theory of choice was... Um, that the disciples had stolen the body, but we'll get to that later. Um, another theory is the legend theory. The legend theory is that this was a fabricated story, um, and that, you know, they just kind of, uh, made a story up so that people would, uh, have this, uh, valiant leader that had long since been dead. Um, 
this one is one I think that most people have subconsciously or, or just unintentionally. Um, I think people who aren't Christians tend to believe, um, they, they know what Christians believe. They know that Jesus, we believe that Jesus died and resurrected. Um, but I believe that they think that we're crazy and that we believe this fairy tale. Um, and I, and I think just their, their, their lack of wanting to figure out if this is true, just, just says that, okay, I just believe it's a fairy tale. Um, that's, that's just my opinion. But, um, I think the strongest case against this theory is that, um, in the written accounts, uh, in the gospels, the tomb is discovered by women. Now, if you're trying to fabricate a story in first century, uh, this first century time in Jerusalem, you're not going to use women as the people that are, you know, as the eyewitnesses, essentially, to tell everybody else what they had seen. Um, your story would not be believable because in this time, women were seen as untrustworthy sources and untrustworthy eyewitnesses. And women in in, in court were not considered um really sources or or witnesses at all um so if you're trying to get people to actually believe this you would not have written uh the story this way that women actually found the tomb so we know that the disciples were probably um just telling the truth um this is something we would call an embarrassing detail um which makes the case for the reliability of scripture um but it's embarrassing because why would these men who are writing this claim that the that you know why would they say that they were behind doors shivering and shaking in their boots, you know, behind locked doors and scared while the women were actually out finding, you know, looking at the empty tomb um, or that, you know, found the empty tomb. Um, so it, it's just very likely that it was true. You know, if you're faking a story, you're going to you're not going to make yourself look that bad. So um, another theory is the twin theory. Now, this is something I recently came across. I actually didn't know this. I figured this out when I was studying. Um there's a twin theory out there that says that Jesus died and was buried. And, but shortly after his long lost, uh, identical twin brother emerged on the scene, uh, and was worshiped as the risen Christ, um, which misses on a few points because the tomb would still then be, uh, would be occupied. Um, but it wasn't, we know that the tomb was empty. Um, James, his brother believed he saw Jesus, um, not anyone else. Um, you know, his brother probably would have known a difference, even if they, you know, there was a twin. Um, his mother, Mary, would have known a difference. Uh, Luke is uh, believed to have interviewed Mary and talked to Mary uh, while writing the book of Luke and the account. Um, and I think Jerry, I think I think Mary would have known if uh, one or two babies came out of her. Um, and there's no mention of twins uh, in the book of Luke. So that one uh, falls through. Um, another popular theory is the hallucination theory. The hallucination theory says that, um, these people were just kind of, well, I guess it's pretty obvious that they were, they were just hallucinating that they had seen a physical, uh, bodily resurrected Jesus. Um, now this one is scientifically disproven because we know that, uh, hallucinations are personal events. Um, and that it's not something that multiple people, uh, experience. Uh, they wouldn't have it at the same time and especially wouldn't have the same exact hallucination. Uh, and we know by the accounts, the circle accounts that 500 people claim to have seen Jesus, Jesus at the same time. And he appeared to 500 at the same time. Um, the existential resurrection theory, which kind of goes along with the next one I was going to mention, the spiritual resurrection theory. Uh, 
um, these these say that you know Jesus rose not in history but only in our hearts. Um, this goes against what the disciples actually historically claimed. They historically claimed that they had seen a bodily resurrected Jesus. Um, in Luke, I believe, uh, it, it talks about how the disciples had sat and ate uh, breakfast or ate fish with um, Jesus. And that Jesus actually claims, you know, uh, I am actually flesh. And you can see that I'm not a spirit. Um, so that one, you know, falls apart. Uh, eight, I, I believe I mentioned this earlier, the disciples stole the body. This is a theory that people, you know, that the, the earliest theory that was out there by the Jewish leaders. Um, now, this this one falls apart because it doesn't explain the disciples' behavior. Now, after the resurrection, the disciples lived lives that were terrible because people were uh, torturing them and, 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 and out for their lives. And it, eventually... Most of them, um, all but one, were martyred. They were killed because they believed this. Um, you don't die for something you know is a lie. If you had stole the body, you know it's a lie. That you know, claiming that Jesus had resurrected. No, he didn't. You stole the body, right? So if they had known this, why would they die for it? That doesn't explain their behavior. And we know historically this is what happened: that these 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 men all died for their faith, and they never recanted and never said that they were lying. So. It doesn't explain their behavior if they indeed stole the body. Um, there's another theory that the authorities hid the body. Uh, this one I, I find to be one of the weakest just because it benefits no one. Um, it actually hurts their case. Uh, the Jewish leaders would have wanted to put the body on display to say, no, he's not risen. His dead body is right here. And they would have been parading it around town. Um, so it just it does. It just does. It wouldn't make sense. Um, logically for them. Uh, another uh, theory is the swoon theory. Now, the swoon theory, uh, what that means is that basically Jesus only fainted on the cross and that he appeared to be dead um, and that the cold air and the spices of the tomb resus uh, resuscitated him. <laughs> um, this is, is medically uh, proven wrong. Um, with what we know historically that Jesus was stabbed um, likely in the lungs and very likely in the heart as well. Um, and we don't know any humans that could survive that. And yeah, so um, <laughs> so uh, at least naturally, right? Because uh, we do believe Jesus survived it, uh, but supernaturally. Um, and then there's a there's a theory that's ironic. Uh, I believe it's ironic is that Jesus was an alien. Now that one's ironic because I mean, by Star Trek or Star Wars uh, definition, uh, no, he was not an alien. But by our definition, I mean, you kind of say he, yeah, he, he was an alien. He's not from this earth. Uh, he's of another kingdom. Um, Jesus said that um, a kingdom is not of this world, um, and that explains his supernatural ability and his supernatural nature. That's, I mean. It, it, it actually fits all the data, all the 12 facts here. Um, so I don't think we can uh, dispute that one. Um, but I think it's just more likely to claim that he's God um, based on all the things that he said and did. Um, and then also, I just want to end with the last couple things that uh, I was studying on this topic. 
Um, and that is that Paul, uh, which his accounts, his letters are very early, way earlier. I won't say way earlier, but definitely um, uh, noticeably and uh, uh, a decent amount of earlier than the Gospels were written. Um, and he he makes the case that, you know, every time he presents the gospel, he leaves, he, he makes sure he mentions these three things, that Jesus was, was God, you know, his deity, um, that he died and that he resurrected. Um, and people believe, you know, Paul historically is, a, you know, he, he's, he was a historical, uh, character. Um, give me a second. Yeah, so we historically believe that Paul was, you know, obviously a real person. Uh, the writings that he that he wrote um, were very early, before the Gospels, and so this idea that Jesus had died and resurrected um, was very, very early to the actual events. Um, he himself was an eyewitness to the resurrected Jesus um, during his conversion, um, and then Paul actually, we learn this in Galatians that Paul actually went to Peter and James, uh, disciples of Jesus to um uh to check his story to check that what he was preaching was the correct message to make sure this was actually accurate and true um and he asked paul peter and james what they were preaching to make sure you know that basically just to make sure you know check and balance everything was lining up and so what you see is that there the disciples even and the, and paul even kind of pressed against you know this event and really um, investigated and checked it out um, to really make sure they were preaching what was true and what was truth. Um, and so that, I think that's something we can learn as well, um, that we're in our on our Bibles um, to, to know that what we're teaching is true and, and meeting with other believers and people that know more than us to know that what we're teaching and preaching is true. Um, and then also even just to know what we believe historically so we can historically check it out and historically investigated as well. Um, it gives us a confident faith. It gives us the ability to answer people's answer people's questions um, and evangelize as as God calls us to do. Um, it's always good to be prepared to give an answer, as First Peter uh, three fifteen tells us. Um, and so I really hope if there's any, I, I wanted to keep this one short. If there's anything else you guys have in terms of questions on this topic of uh, the resurrection, um, please. Reach out to me on Facebook, um, and I will definitely try to. If I don't answer you on Facebook, I'll, I might, you know, if it's a good question, I'll definitely try to get it on the next podcast. Um, but I'll probably put a post on Facebook as well, so look out for that about um, other topics you guys want to uh, hear about on this podcast. Um, so look out for that. I thank you guys for listening, um, and I hope you guys will uh, listen again soon for the next podcast.